This is Living Proof Radio, May 2024. All of our full episodes are available on our Patreon with weekly drops, a Patreon-only radio show, and Living Proof magazine delivered to your house every issue, as well as our entire members-only library backlog. Patreon.com slash York. Uh, yo, thank you so much for coming on the show, bro. Super Absolutely. hyped. Um, yeah, I guess we. Were, I was just gonna thinking about starting it. Like, you don't really have any interviews out there, right? Uh, no, I'm not someone that's ever really jumped into uh, interviews before. So yeah, yeah. So it was it was kind of hard for me to do like you know a, a lot of homework on you. I was on your Instagram and. You know, like, I know you're about graph, you're about your art, and you're always, like, painting and making work just kind of happen. Um, but other than that, it was kind of hard to, you know, know where you're from, like, your background, your upbringing, or, like, anything like that. So, yeah, like, wh- where are you originally from, and, uh, like, how how did you start writing graph and getting into it? Uh, I'm from uh, Oakland, California, and uh, grew up in the Bay Area. Half my family's from Oakland, half my family's from San Francisco. Uh, so I'm a Bay kid, born and raised. Uh, I just, all I ever remember of like my first fucking, um, time I saw graffiti was, was freight trains in Oakland. My dad worked for the railroad and he would like always talk about freights and people painting trains. And he thought it was cool when people did like good shit on it. Mm-hmm. And as a railroad engineer, he was like into that and was like, that's something as a kid, I'd like had a love for trains from my dad's occupation, obviously. And then, uh, I just remember seeing graffiti in motion and was like, that's the fucking coolest thing, you know, I've ever seen. And then as I got, you know, more into like just what I saw around the Bay Area happening as a kid, that was just what like got into my blood, I guess. So did you did you start with freights? Uh, I started painting like kind of everything at the same time, to be honest. I was like, I started as a bus hopper in Oakland, which is not the easiest being a white kid in East Oakland <laughs> bus hopping unless yeah, you're like yeah. getting hit in the head with your own skateboard. Yeah. Um, but I was doing that shit and I got into painting, uh, bombing, freights, everything at the same same time. How, uh, uh, what, what year was this around? I started tagging when I was 14. And then uh, by the time I was 15, I was like painting freights and doing pieces and like had no idea what I was doing, but at least was trying to pretend like I did. Mm-hmm. Um, I was lucky enough to have a lot of older friends I met at a young age that all looked out for me. So I had more guidance than most kids my age. Um, I had a lot of like great peers in Oakland that were like local legends. Uh, Ezo, Beats, uh, two guys were like huge influences on me. You know, like real like hometown hero, East Bay, like 90s shit. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I was... I had a lot of good mentors at a young age. How how was Oakland during that time period? Because I was there uh, not that long ago. I would say like three, four months ago. And it was pretty gnarly, to be honest with you. I don't really know what area I was in, but there was just like a lot of like, you know, like street homelessness, a lot of like tent city shit going down, uh, a lot of abandoned stuff, a lot of graph uh, on the abandoned stuff. And tent cities, like I've never really seen them before. Like people were building straight up structures because they just had mad time because they weren't getting blue yeah, and Yeah, man, it's like full Mad Max villages out there built off, off like industrial scrap yards, like, like full compounds. Um, Oakland's gnarly, man. Oakland's a fucking rough city. It, it was like that when you were coming up too? Yeah. It changed a little bit. I've seen like, it, you know, kind of like go towards like whatever you want to call like hipster trending build out. But like 
Oakland is a rough city. Oakland is a city with like such a beautiful soul and like such a great community, but it, it's certain parts of it are rough as fuck. And it's like, it's a like no pity committee type situation in a lot of it, you know, just like a lot of cities, just like New York, just like LA, you know, I'm sure in pockets. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But Oakland is like growing up doing graffiti in Oakland. It was, uh, it made you aware, you know, like one of my earliest painting partners, who's still one of my best friends to this day is bigger. Uh, me and him met when we were like 17, 18, something like that, at a barbecue in East Oakland. There was like this cool cafe shit where you could paint the backyard and they'd have shows. And like, we were like the two young kids showing up to paint. And it's like, we always like kind of joke about exploring the East Bay and those parts at that time, like mid nineties, late nineties, you know, like you had to have your wits about you. So I felt like it was a good training ground no matter what, because you're not off painting nowhere where it doesn't matter. Like, you got to watch your ass while you're painting. Yeah. Was it, like, more... I know in L.A., a lot of the times you got to worry about gangs uh, rather than cops. You're still worrying about cops, but you're really worrying about gangs and, like, kind of knowing the area that you're in. Was it like that in Oakland as well? I wouldn't really say the gang thing as much. It's just, I mean, similar mentality of just being in the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. You know, like, you got to watch... Like, you would know how to navigate to get in and out of spots. Like, you don't want to walk the wrong dead-end road trying to get into a spot to paint. And run into people that are just gonna, you know, yeah, fucking <laughs> check you immediately, you know, like for being there, for starters. So yeah, I wouldn't say it's like gang shit. Like L A is so much that like yeah. you have to be aware of that while you're painting. But yeah, Oakland is just being aware of your surroundings, knowing where you're at. You know? Yeah. When did you leave Oakland? Uh, I stayed in Oakland until I was 18, and then I moved to San Francisco. Okay. Um, yeah, and I lived in San Francisco most of my life. I lived in L.A. for one year. Yeah, SF is another one. SF is another place that I went to that was, like, pretty gnarly, you know. Um, what are your thoughts on SF? It's, in terms of graffiti, the, obviously, like, the, the history that came from there and the scene is just historical. Uh, I think it is a place that influenced a lot of uh, graffiti worldwide, and just really made its mark. And a lot of the people who were there during that time period of like, you know, like KR and Twist and all of that shit going down, uh, ended up doing their thing also outside of graffiti, doing their thing in art as well. And just really like pushing the boundaries of what's possible for people who are into graph or people who just like are into the shit that that we're into. Uh, So I have like a lot of respect for that. However, when I went, I was like, holy shit. Cause I went for skating. Um, and I was like, yo, we're going to bomb Hills. This is going to be awesome. Uh, and then I started seeing like the gnarliness of it. And then I was like, this is pretty, this is pretty crazy because like, you know, I thought, I thought parts of New York were gnarly. Um, but there's like, it seems like there's just an abundance of like mental health issues and shit like that. And, um, also I don't know, like, I'm just like not used to seeing tents wherever they want to be. Uh, like in New York, it'll be more like in, in these locations or in this hidden or whatever. Yeah, but it's not like full street villages yeah. like on random corners. Yeah, know. SF, it'll be like full street, full street village. So um, I was really like, I saw a photo of uh, some graph you painted and I think it was from 2006 uh, on your Instagram. And I was thinking, um, how was it painting in 2006 in San Francisco? What was the scene like? And how would you say it's any different from like what it is now? Um. Yeah, to be to be honest, I haven't painted San Francisco streets like I used to for a while now, like past couple of years. I'm like barely in San Francisco. I see SF is crushed right now, and I see it literally kind of being the parallel of what it was at that time. Mm-hmm. You know, like there definitely was a period where it was like cleaned up a bit, 
Um, but yeah, that era, 2006, like shit was just fucking crushed. And like, there was so many, there's so much development going on and like the crazy cycle of SF of like gentrification and like knocking down old buildings and building these crazy loft fucking obscurities. And like, there's all these pits, construction, walls, things being knocked down. So it was just, it was like a playground, you know? Yeah, yeah. It was like very easy to find a spot to paint where you didn't even have to have something in mind. You know, you could just like meet up with your boy and roll and then be like, oh, we're going to do blocks right here or there's that shit or, you know, there was, there was just fun. It was just a playground. When you were focused on uh, street graffiti and just really bombing heavy, uh, how different do you think that era was to, to what it is now? Meaning like I was talking to this guy and he was talking about how in his time period, and he was like a skateboard filmer, um, they didn't have iPhones, they had pagers and it would, it would make for like a more organic lifestyle. Like you wake up, you go see what's actually happening and to see if people are around, you got to actually go to those spots and, and like experience that. it firsthand, experience it firsthand. Like yeah. now you don't really have to do that. And that changes a lot of shit. Like, especially with something like with like something like graph or something like skating. That's so like, in my opinion, supposed to be like, you're supposed to be there. Uh, how do you think that's changed shit? Uh, I mean, it's just, we live in like an instant gratification, like life, you know? And like what you said, like the parallel of skating, I think about where you waited, you know, anxiously for that 411 tape to come or obviously Thrasher or something. And that was like what you got to see, you know? And like, same as like Scribble Magazine or any of this other shit. Like you didn't get to see like the brand new thing that was painted just yesterday. You had to wait and maybe you saw it or maybe someone traded flicks with you or you had a plug. And that was like the inside community, you know? Mm. I feel grateful that I got to like, be a part of that that before the internet whole thing changed it um but also i mean i'm not gonna lie i fucking think it's great to see all these artists work i love from brazil or wherever you know it's like we all want that uh what's the word for it you know like that stimulus and inspiration yeah. so yeah like i'm not gonna lie and say i don't enjoy the like visual you know overload of getting to see so much art and all that but at the same time it like it it totally dissolves that like being a part of the community and like having to do the work, like you said, and actually like see it firsthand. Yeah. You know, it's like, I remember how exciting it was to like wake up, you know, like when I'm like 18, 19, people be like, dude, you see the new spot that this guy painted or fucking blah, blah, and did this and be like, I'm going to go, you know, it's not like someone had a photo to send you. Yeah. Someone just called you and was like, it's fucking on market in seventh. And you're like, dude, I can't wait to go see it. You know, you'd have that energy and excitement. Yeah, so yeah. you def- definitely miss, you know, we, we, you trade a little bit of that, obviously, or all of that with. Yeah, and I kind of, I kind of like, I used to be so excited seeing Graph, but now I see it usually on my phone before I even you get see it before I even yeah. get to see it in person. Yeah, it's like I'm getting the the whole movie told to me, but I don't get before I even seen it. Yeah, the trailer shows all the highlights before. You yeah, even but see honestly, it. like now, if I see, um, if I see like a big thing in graph that I haven't seen on the internet, but I see it in person first, it still hypes me up. Yeah. But I got to see it in person first. Like if I see it online already, I already know it's there. And then it's like, I don't know. But um, as, a, as an artist and someone who's making paintings and, and making that type of work, do you actually think that uh, the uh, like Instagram specifically, but social media and the internet has, has benefited artists? Because on the one hand, like you do have, like a type of control because you get to really show your portfolio. It's open and mad. People can see it and you control when you post and when you don't and all that. But at the same hand, at the same time, like I feel like, uh, you're also bound by the algorithm and what, like all, not, not all your followers are going to see that shit. Yeah. And, and not only that, but like, 
for example, like as someone who's making paintings, they might have more of an impact in person. Some paintings and some things are supposed to be seen in person. Uh, and I wanted to hear your opinion on that. Like there's new mediums. I, I see you, you work with like a whole different types, like a whole bunch of different types of mediums. Um, acrylic paint, like paint markers, all like joining it into one. But now, and there's classical mediums, mediums like oil, but now there's uh, mediums that are literally digital artwork. Um, what do you think about all that? Uh, I mean, I do. I, I work on a computer. I do some digital stuff as well. But at the end of the day, there's nothing like the experience of looking at art in person. You know, same subject or something that's hand done. And you can look at the best photo of it on the internet, of course, but it's not like standing in front of a painting, you know? Yeah. Um, so I think at the end of the day, I'm still driven really like passionately by that you know by anything hand done by getting to paint by hand seeing artists work in person I love like you know landed here a couple days ago and checked out a few galleries and you know it was great to land in a city I love and see fucking cool art right away in person Mm -hmm. you know and experience that and it's it's not something you can replicate by looking on the internet you know so again it's like part of seeking it out and being in that like place yeah yeah um so what's up with the what's up with like the the, the cheeseburgers on on everything? <laughs> uh, to be honest, it was uh, I was like always had a really hard time finishing paintings, okay, like art paintings, because um, I have like fucking crazy ADHD and can't concentrate on shit. And I was like, I, I'm like the master of unfinished paintings for years, and I shared studios with, with all my great friends and like inspirations and everyone coming through, and then. I just was like, I didn't, I, there was like a cruise show in LA and I didn't have an idea for a painting the night before. And I thought of some stupid idea of like the Hamburglar knocked out Ronald McDonald, but the Hamburglar had our like crew ring on, like the known gallery ring. So he left a symbol in his forehead, which is actually based off a true story that just happened. And I was like, all right, the Hamburglar gets Ronald McDonald and like knocked him out and busted his teeth. And he's like running away in the burger, burger chicks. And it was just a dumb idea. And I had so much fun painting it. I was like, oh, I just want to paint stuff like this that's silly and I actually, like, am laughing while I'm painting it and having fun and, like, want to just think of something that's totally, I don't know, just amusing to me versus trying to, like, make a painting that looks cool or try to yeah, do, yeah. you know, and I guess I was, like, in that place before, you know, I have, like, all these older brothers that are so talented and doing all this crazy shit and I'm like, I want to do some art, you know, but I'm like, I don't really have, like, my lane and I'm not, like, I didn't know, like, where I fit. And then I'm like, all right, now I'm doing something that is just fun. And I just kept painting those. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, uh, the more I delved into your shit, the more I felt it. Like, I was getting more and more hyped. It's like when you see a throw and you see a throw and you see a throw. And before you know it, you're like, damn, I really fuck with this throw. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like... And it's, like, growing on you more and more. Yeah. And I kind of felt like the, 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 the kind of, like... The fact that you're like making it central around a cheeseburger, it's almost like a tag because uh, I don't really, I like know who did it yeah. right, right away because that's there. And I feel you on the like doing something that's more true to you and is more fun because I feel like a lot of the times like making art can sometimes even be stressful because you're thinking of like everybody else and how it, sh- how it should yeah. look, how it should look. But if you look at some of like the greatest artists ever, like some of their shit is just, it's just true to them. And that's what, in my opinion, makes it good art. Uh, because like, that's their shit. Yeah. It's just them in like another form. Uh, and I kind of feel that with yours. Uh, when was the first one that you did that was like centered around the cheeseburger? Uh, I want to say like 2000, either 2008 or 2009. 
What uh, what mediums do you work with? It was the first ones I did were I've done screen printing a long time. Uh, we had a bunch of like screen printing shops. We did mostly like a bunch of like big poster like paper prints. Um, so a lot of the first ones were all like screen print and then painted into or like all screen print bases and then like hand outline. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did that for a couple of years before I just started doing acrylics. But yeah, pretty much mix of like acrylic spray paint, uh, oil stick, and some screen prints. Do you feel like uh, your your roots within graffiti kind of kind of like funnel into your art in one way or the other? Maybe whether even it be just like the way that you think or like the the subjects that you're painting on. Uh, I feel like it does a little bit more now, to be honest, but didn't and. Uh, and it was like same same you know theory of like just reminding yourself to have fun with it versus like worrying about all this shit you know it's like going to paint a piece or do a spot and you're worried about how great it's you know whatever all these things versus just be like man I'm gonna have fun and paint and do like you know do like I really like doing this so like that's why I'm doing it you know I'm like yeah like enjoy that moment and then see how it comes out and have fun and it's like I feel like with my art same shit took a while to like get there where you're like dude this is all just supposed to be fun like this is like just making this shit it's like arts and crafts you know yeah so you have a lot of you have a lot of unfinished paintings i i did i'm getting better at finishing them now but i had a lot of unfinished paintings so what you are you working on like several at a time or uh now i try to like work on one and finish one or have like one big one going and do a bunch of small ones you know like when my uh, attention span runs out on the big one but um, yeah, try to focus on getting stuff done more now than leaving shit unfinished. Yeah. So what, what do you think it, what would you say inspires you to make these, to make these paintings? And when did you start going from, have you always been painting? Were you on some mainly graph shit at first and then started uh, doing more, uh, more like art and stuff like that? Or were you just always doing both at the same time? Uh, I always did a little bit of both at the same time, but art was always, uh, like way the backseat, you know, graffiti was always first graffiti has always been like what drives me. Um, as far as inspiration, you know, I'm, I think I said it before, I'm like my whole life, I feel I've been so lucky to have such great mentors and people around me for inspiration. Cause it does, it doesn't really ever end, mm. you know, like it's like, I'm always like waking up and seeing what my you know community is doing around the world and people that I love. And, um, you know, photos they send me, stuff I see online, whatever. And it's just like the inspiration just in like my circle of people I'm with is so strong. Um, <clears throat> it's like there was like a recent inspiration a couple months ago. I was in Detroit for a uh, Revoke had a big opening at the Mocha. It was fucking crazy. Like the energy that just comes from that and like all of our crew, you know, so much of our crew being there and friends and like, you know, you certain things like that inspire. Even it's like, you're already there and on that wavelength and feeling all that. And then it's like those type of like catalyst events happen or like, you know, you're like, oh, dude, now I'm like really fucking, you know, like I'm like a little kid all over again. I want to go make some shit or like talking to your boy on the phone. And he's getting ready for a huge show in Europe and he's you know showing you teasers and new shit. And you're just like, oh, fuck, I want to go make some shit. You know, yeah, and it's yeah. like I feel like that like little kid energy of it is like what I'm what I'm trying to live in as much as possible and it's like you know just want to make cool shit and be inspired by your cool friends yeah how did you um get down with like the crews that you're in um they're just like very well-known crews legendary crews um known worldwide and 
there's a lot of graph crews, but not a lot of graph crews that really breach out past the scope of pure of pure just only graph. They're reaching all different types of levels and, and yeah. like showing like like I said before like what's possible on like a further scale, and that shit really hypes me up honestly um, because um, I feel like it just shows like I don't know it shows everybody what what's possible and that uh, like you're writing graph but you could do A B and C too and you can you can really do whatever you want type of thing, uh, and it sounds like cliche but it's the truth like and it's and it's crazy to me that. Um, like you and your crewmates and your friend group, like everyone's doing it. You know what I mean? So yeah, how did you how did you meet like the people in MSK or the people in D thirty and, yeah. and getting down and and then just like how did that relationship transpire? Um, yeah, be honest, like MSK AWR is like life inspiration to me as far as like um, you know, from a kid growing up in Oakland, my favorite graffiti was like Dream TDK you know, huge inspiration by a lot of those guys. Um, loved like New York writers, Sess, Yes to, you know, Wayne, all these guys looking at their stuff. And then like the crew that, what whatever it was, whatever they did in my mind was always above and beyond what anyone was doing was MSK mm. AWR since I was a kid. And obviously I grew up Bay Area, I spent a lot of time in LA. So I saw a lot of this shit in person, you know? It's like, I remember being a teenager, like 16 in SF, like skating up to some abandoned pit that like Zess, Revoke, Air, all these guys are just crushed and just standing there and being like, how the fuck did these guys do this? You know, like literally just being like, this isn't legal for sure, but like these dudes are just making everyone else look silly because people are like, have a throw up this big and the throw up looks scared. You know, you're like the throw up looks shy and nervous in the corner. These dudes painting the biggest spot in the light and fucking flexing super hard, you know, like, you're just like nothing's scared about that. That shit is confidence and fucking style, and you know, like if anything, it's just you know you don't even know what to think of it. As a kid, I was like looking at that kind of stuff. For like the first time I saw a GK um, straight letter was in San Jose on this bridge. He had done a GK and an AWR, you know, and same thing. Everyone else went like partway out on the bridge, and of course, it's GK. He's right dead smack in the middle, biggest, most legible GK AWR, and I'm like, that's that shit you mm -hmm. know and i'm like that's on another level so like looking up to those guys they always were inspiration to me um and then the first person i met from the crew was uh grime i got tattooed by him when i was like 18 i met bless around the same time me and bless had a really good friend who was a you know ogsf tagger also by the name of sa1 um he introduced me and bless we became close right away and Really quickly, I met everyone else, and everyone was so inviting, and, you know, I was like this little punk-ass kid, and they're like, come to L.A. and paint, fucking hang out and do all this shit, and, you know, it was like a dream to meet people you've looked up to, you know, and all of a sudden, you're just, like, getting the chance to paint alongside them and be inspired by them, and, you know, just kept it moving from there. Yeah, that is that is crazy, because um, the same thought that you had about, like, this is the crew that's always, you know, coming the biggest, coming the strongest with the most style, and... And everything people had that around the world including myself uh like when i was uh i don't know 15 14 13 years old and um i'm like from the east coast but i would see all this shit online too or even in new york there's like msk stuff um and it would like when there is msk stuff there was this there was this one off on like the highway that shit said ms kings uh in chrome and i used to love driving by it 
and it was one of the few uh, pieces of graffiti that I noticed before I knew what graph was because of how legible it was. Um, and I would just see MS Kings, and I remember as super, super, super young, being like, "What the fuck is that?" Like, and it because it doesn't at that time to me it didn't look like graph. Like graph looks like some blob throw up that I can't really yeah. read, but this is like as legible as day, and looks like the lines are perfect. Um, I started looking into it, and, and the more that I, I uh, the more that I learned, the more I was like, "Yo, like this is this is clearly like the step that has the step ahead." You know what I mean? Um, so. A lot of people, I feel like, felt how you felt, like, inspired by this. And then for you to, you know, meet them and, you know, see it more in person and be able to witness, like, all the other stuff that transcends graffiti is pretty sick. Um, like, and, and and you kind of follow in, like, the same vein because, like, you're also, you know, doing your, doing your very big graph and then you're also painting. You're also, like, and it's probably just supernatural. You know what I mean? It's just, like, organic. I saw that you did those um those like family freights, uh, where you did like one letter was a whole. Oh uh, yeah, the the holy rollers. Yeah. Yeah. What's up? What was up with those? Um, how long ago was those? And like, are, uh, are those still running? Because I, I know uh, they're they are. They are. They're all like spread out, um, like orphans on their own around the country. But like that's actually twenty years uh, ago this year. I did it in two thousand three, um, and so it's definitely a funny story of. That what led up to that, which was just literally the, the day before, um, and back to the conversation of photos and pre-internet and all this shit, um, I went to meet all these older SF writers that were all friends of mine, guys I looked up to uh, in 2003 at this bar, and they had all these photos with them printed out. You know, they got like the Walgreens same-day photos, and they had each done one whole car the night before at, that, at the same yard. And they were like five of them and they're there bragging. We're playing pool, drinking. And they were like old guys are always busting my balls. So I was like, man, you guys aren't shit. I'll do fucking five by myself and just started arguing with them, talking shit. And then it turned into a conversation. And then I was like, fuck that. I'm going to do it tomorrow. So the next day I pushed a cart out with all the bucket paint and carried it out there. And I was out there when the sun was going down and like made a bet basically against all these guys that I would do it. Bigger and Biter and like King One Five Seven showed up. Uh, Bigger and Biter did like a whole car together that was really cool. And then I just fucking was out there painting five houses, sweating my fucking balls off. No, the for sun real. Came up. <laughs> How long did that should take? It did one night, but I was out there when the sun was up for like about an hour. Yeah, it probably took mad long. I had like a timer set for each one because I was like, all right, I have like this much window, so I was like, it was like frantic. I was like painting as fast as I could, so it was yeah. really just trying to cover as much as I could. I had a photo of me the next morning afterward because I was like, I was sweating so much. I had like my shirt off and everything while I was doing it. And it looked like a giant bird had like shit all over me. Like I had white paint like all over me because it was just flying off the train. So like I was literally like covered head to toe in white paint the next day. How often, how often do you get those uh, sent to you? That's probably, to be honest, like the coolest thing I get sent is like every once in a while you get this amazing photo of like the T with like a snow-capped mountain behind it or like the E and one of the E's in Mexico or something, you know, and they're still out there like rolling around. So it was cool. What do you think about, uh, um, the, like the, like idea of like someone being a, a full-time bomber, but long-term, um, cause that's some shit that it's hard to do long-term because yeah. it comes with a lot of baggage and a lot of other stuff that kind of like is outside of graph and, and uh, if someone's told me before that you can't do that shit long term, um, or you unless you're gonna have a shitty life. What do you, what do you think about that? 
I mean, I think there's definitely some some truth to that, but it's I think like most things, it's about the balance of trying to you know live a good life, grow as a person, but still hold on to this like you know still hold on to graffiti lifestyle and like bombing, you know. Mm-hmm. Like I always make the stupid joke that I'm like like we're all holding on to this like Bart Simpson youth with a death grip, you know. Like all I ever cared about was like skateboarding and graffiti and hanging out with my friends, which is pretty much the three things I love the most still to this day. Mm-hmm. And that's cool. There ain't nothing wrong with that. You got to grow a little bit <laughs> as yeah. a person. But I'd like to think that I'll be painting, you know, illegally for my life. But yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, it's there. There is when you get so far into it, it's like when graffiti consumes your life. Like when you're all the way out there painting illegally and like that's all that you care about is your spots and getting shit in that zone. Like everything else just takes a back seat because that's it's louder than everything else, you know. Does graph still hold that that same uh, that same like drive and passion for you that it had when you were when you were like really bombing heavy? Uh, it's definitely like dwindled and come back a few times. Um, for me, right now and recently, I've just been I've been having the most fun I've been having painting in a long time. So I'd say I'm like been more active just because I I have like that young energy or or that young inspiration again mm-hmm. where I'm just like just really want to paint all the time. And there's times in my life where I just like haven't painted that much because the inspiration just hasn't been there, you know, or just dealing with other life shit or career and whatever. What was it? What was it like painting in uh, in Detroit? Yeah, Detroit's a blast. Yeah. When Revoke first moved there, um, it was it was nuts. It was like Robocop the movie, you know, like rolling around there. You could just do like whatever you wanted. And, like, all friends around the world were going there in waves. You know, like, he had just landed and planted the flag, and it was, like, it was crazy. Next one out there, and they just fucking took over the city, like, the first couple weeks. You know, like, all kinds of heavy hitters were coming to town, and it was just, like, it was a wave, you know. What what year uh, was this around when you were painting there? I want to say he moved there 2010, something like that. Okay. I feel like that was the first trip I went um, – out there and stayed like a, a good minute just just to paint and have fun and it was just fucking wild because it was a playground because wasn't there wasn't there like a, a huge buff that happened when there was like crazy crackdown the mayor got like obsessed with it and started raiding people's houses and doing shit like that yeah i'm not like super into all the what's happening with that but i do know that there was like big buff and they like the city got serious on graffiti and like crackdown on that shit and mm-hmm. it's like i was there for that show like i was just saying it's different to see it's crazy what's happened and what I've seen in the 10, 12 years I've been going there, um, especially just the past few years. But yeah, it's like totally different. What was it like now? I mean, there's a lot of money and investment and, you know, it's a different, a different place. You know, a lot of nice restaurants, galleries, all that, all that shit, um, which is great. It was great. The city's like being rebuilt, but it's like uh, before it was literally just a, a playground for delinquents. So you just do whatever you wanted. Yeah, it was like really industrial, right? Super industrial, yeah. All the photos I've never been, but all the photos I see from from the graph during that time period is like, is like the best graph. It, pretty pretty it much, insane. like everyone went and did the best shit um, in, inside the abandoned buildings and outside in the streets everywhere. Um, it's really crazy how uh, how something that's like that can flip completely, like night and day. Yeah, the abandoned, I mean, there's just so much abandoned, uh, you said industrial buildings, you know, sadly schools also, of course, like everything, like you could just roll around and you'd just be like, oh, let's go check out that spot. And we were out there so deep a couple of trips where 
again, you could just have them. Everyone could do what you wanted. You want to do big ass blocks on the roof. You want to do pieces. You want to do fucking Hale wants to do 20 throw ups down the side. Fucking next is going to do a whole thing on this back. Like you just do whatever you wanted. You know, we had some fun trips out there where we were so deep painting spots together at night. It's like laughable. You know, we're like, dude, there's like fucking, <laughs> there's a lot of us doing yeah, this. Yeah. And like everyone's just doing their thing. It's fun. Do you feel like uh, you've had any really negative things come into your life through through graffiti or no? Mm, like, do you know. think graffiti for you has been a mostly mostly like a positive thing for your life? I I do. I I honestly do think it's been a mostly positive thing, and but negativity is is usually from like negative people or people you know influence or shit going on with other individuals, and I try to navigate that, but. Um, yeah, I feel like it's been overwhelmingly positive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Again, mostly just, I'm grateful for my community and, you know, people I'm around. Like I, I painted yesterday with, uh, Wayne and Demote and Queens here, like two of my favorite people, two people I've looked up to, you know, for a long time, great friends of mine. And, you know, it's amazing to land in a city like New York and spend a day with two people you really look up to and respect and are just awesome humans and fucking paint, you know? Yeah. Yeah, because I feel like graffiti gets a bad rep a lot of the times uh, for kind of ruining people's lives. People get, uh, maybe they'll start using a lot. And then uh, it's just a, kind of this like sex, drugs, and rock and roll type of lifestyle where every every night's, every night's New Year's Eve type of thing. Big song. Um, but a lot of the people I met, like you included, have have kind of benefited from, from being a part of Graph kind of a lot. And uh, some of the people that, I personally respect a lot like uh jest or kr or rehab or 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 ear snot like they've done a lot um through their involvement with graph because it's kind of like a kind of like uh shows you a lot of stuff not even in terms of like life experience just that but like just learning about different scenes and cultures and, and being in different places and traveling and doing shit that like even if you did travel somewhere, like you wouldn't experience the same shit. You wouldn't learn about the same shit and you wouldn't uh, really get the same, like the lens that you're viewing things from is different. And I feel like that's something that uh, like is kind of overlooked, you know, um, because there is a, like a lot of positive, ex- positive experiences that come from it that people forget about. There is, but there's mad fucking pitfalls. Like you just said, and the yeah. whole rock and roll lifestyle of like, fast times fast money like everything that kind of goes along like hustle culture street culture Mm -hmm. gang like it all gets woven into this like graffiti world you know i think you like the reality is like graffiti is like the foundation or common denominator for a lot of people from these different worlds and backgrounds and yeah that sex drugs and rock and roll shit is heavy you know and unfortunately it's it's real painful we've lost a lot of people that are really important to us and you know that's that's probably the harshest saddest part of all this you know? yeah have you have you um did you ever find yourself like living in this cycle because of the foundation of graph that everything gets woven into or uh, have you kind of stayed clear and and been like on your own shit no i'd say times in my life i was like full like so far into the life that you know like graffiti was like the most positive thing i was doing because everything else was fucking wild you mm. know from there and then you know, changing away from that and trying to like grow into a future. And, you know, um, I also got lucky and, you know, the same way I have like older brothers in graffiti in my crew, 
you know, I've, I've been very fortunate to have some great mentors and other aspects of my life that showed me, you know, ways to like move forward and do stuff where I could still be myself and still live my life, but, you know, make some steps that at least felt we're building towards something positive um, versus just fucking wilding out, you know. And these mentors were uh, outside of graffiti? Some in, some in graffiti and some outside of graffiti and like business and, you know, art world and all that kind of jazz. When did you think, when do you think you started kind of stepping away from, from full-time bombing or, or even just the cycle of like being so into the life that you're getting, you're getting almost carried away type of thing? Um, well, I like accidentally stumbled into, uh, I'd say I was like, I don't know like late twenties, I accidentally stumbled into an opportunity to like go a different direction with career and work, um, very seriously and started doing that, you know, like more on the like business design marketing type world and, you know, had people show me a great inroads and that was definitely like a transition of like, all right, I want to start building that a bit as well. Besides, you know, be honest, I don't know if I thought about anything else up until that time versus I just want to paint graffiti with my friends and survive and get by, you know, but I don't think I had any, like, honest ambition of, like, a career or something in the future for a minute. But mm -hmm. once that kind of, like, settled in and, like, yeah, like I say my mid-20s, late-20s, that was, like, a clearer picture, then that was, that was something that changed for the better, I feel. Are you still doing uh, whatever it is that that is, assuming you want to keep it, like, you private? Yeah, no, I do, yeah, I do, like, some, you know, design marketing all that kind of world work with a lot of my friends been a part of a bunch of cool projects been a part of some stupid projects but you know it's all it's all part of the world do you do you uh make films uh i don't make films but one of my my best friends my brother dylan maddox is an incredible photographer videographer um he does films and me and him have worked together and shared studios off and on since like <clears throat> 2005 or something like that um, so we've done a lot of like fun projects together where I get to like help like script or, you know, like creative director, whatever you want to say it, but he's, he's like the, the brains and the talent behind it. I get to be like the backup dancer for it, but I really like making films and working on that kind of shit too. Yeah. Cause I was on your website and I saw that, I saw that there was like a link to some, sh some of that, or I forget where it was, maybe Vimeo or yeah something. And I saw some like more like film like projects going down. Like goofy cheeseburger shit. Yeah, yeah. There was like a there was like Bone Thugs playing or, or something, and then there was like I think like Fate being interviewed, yeah. something like that. And I didn't really like know what I was watching, but I was like, this is like this is like a film like that they made. So I didn't know if you were into that. Uh, yeah, we're doing like little fun series and different shit, but um, we do a bunch of client work, video projects, and then we just do like fun stuff, yeah, on the side. Um, that one you're talking about was a funny. That was actually Dylan's father um really amazing human pretending to be james lipton as like the old inside the actor studio mm -hmm. and he interviewed fate um, for like an art show he had in sf so like again we just do like funny little off videos but so what do you do now in your like what's your day-to-day -day life like now my day-to-day -day life now yeah um I, i'm a part of a really big uh cannabis company mm -hmm. um in california I've been a p part of that team and helped build them for a while i'm very grateful for that as well and got a lot of you know really strong friends in that community um so i do a lot of that work do a bunch of marketing and design shit too but how often are you making paintings uh i try to paint like at least every other day okay really 
or at least like doodle or work on something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd say fairly like at least every other day, every couple of days, I'm like painting something. Yeah. Have you ever thought about having a show in New York or anything like that? I had a show in New York like uh, fuck a long time ago, or not long, like ten years ago. Okay. Me and Reyes had a show at uh, Clubhouse. Oh, dope. Um, and that was cool. That was really fucking fun. Those guys are awesome. It was a rad show. They had like a burger cart out in front. Everyone waiting in line got a free burger while they're waiting to get in the show. And, oh shit. Um, it was fun. Yeah, those guys are rad. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, it's so. I feel like your life now that I'm like talking to you is like very multifaceted. There's like graffiti, there's the painting, and then there's like your outside work. Uh, which one would you say is kind of consuming your life the most or the one that you're the most focused on? Um, I don't know, not to sound corny, but trying to balance the both. Yeah. I'd say it comes and goes like the fight between, or not the fight, but just, you know, whatever's taking precedent. But um, I try to balance out but between the work shit and building that and making art and have you ever thought about uh moving out of the west coast you've lived there your I, whole life now i have yeah i don't know how i haven't lived here uh i love new york so much and i've been coming here since i was 22 or something i've been mm -hmm. here a lot in my life this fucking city is amazing people are amazing i don't know how i haven't lived here um you haven't even stayed for like long stretches of time i think the longest i've stayed in one trip was like almost two weeks oh shit okay yeah. Yeah, so not that, like not that long. No, not most of the time. There's so many trips that are just like a few days or a week. But um, for work, I was coming out here a few times a year um, for a good amount of time. We're opening like stores out here. Mm -hmm. This is like a past life in like fashion design and apparel, and I was like helping build all these like retail stores out here in New York. So I was like, I was here all the time, which is amazing. Yeah. What do you think uh, the biggest differences are between here and? in west coast in terms of like the way that the graph scene is and even coming up writing graph like here a lot of the people are influenced by you know the train era uh new york specific graffiti and just east coast in general is kind of centered around like a lot of people have like studied new york graph um but west coast has its own set of legends its own culture and its own thing that it, that it's brought up by itself like organically so how do you think it was uh coming up there versus someone who was coming up here completely different like set of opportunities and influences yeah that's a, that's a good question i think from like a being a west coast uh kid new york always to me is like everyone's maximizing on like every space you know there's like throw-ups to the fucking 10th floor and little especially every, right now yeah shit is destroyed right now it's yeah. awesome driving around here it's amazing but it's like everyone's like taking every kind of you know even the tiniest little cut or opportunity to get a spot um which is great. You see a lot of that in like, I see like the same ingenuity in like LA writers, you know, like LA writers are like going to take every spot on the building, like the tiniest little ledge that's cut back or whatever. There's going to be a little piece on it. Um, so yeah, I think I really always respected that. And was like impressed with that with New York is just like all out bombing, savage saturation, you know? Mm -hmm. um, also think it's very interesting of just the flat out, like, New York versus West Coast shit, where, like, you know, a lot of New York writers, they have, like, one throw-up their whole career, and that's kind of all they do is that throw-up. Yeah. And maybe there's variations of it, but it's, like, that's their brand. That's their stamp, you know, down to, like, the little wiggle or weird line or whatever gives it that character. Like, that's it. And it's about volume and replicating that the most. And I, I love and respect that mentality. I think that's great. And then West Coast is like, you have people that do that, but also it's like shit is so flipped out and different, you know, like, 
And that's something that to me, I guess also goes back to inspiration from my crew is like, you know, you paint with someone like Zess or, you know, it's like, there's so much style to like his approach or do it. He breaks all the fucking rules. There's not, you don't know what this dude's going to paint, you know? And it's like, that's always been some huge, you know, inspiration to me as well as that, that complete other school, you know, mm -hmm. like an approach. Yeah. And I, I, when I go to LA, I'm always impressed by the, uh, the amount of blockbusters and rollers that are happening street side. Yeah. That's it, pretty crazy. Like they're really like, it's not on even the streets, like, yeah. on the streets. It's like, on, they were standing on the sidewalk for hours Yeah, to do this in a super uh, active neighborhood. And I feel like in New York, like you're saying, you see the throws, you see the throws, you see the throws. If you see a huge roller or stomper blockbuster type of thing, it's probably from someone who's, who's not from here. Yeah. Not to say that. that no, yeah, I've seen a lot of LA cats up right now with stuff around the city. And like you said, big block letter spots and they're, you know, they're out here on their tourist vacation having fun. Yeah, you know, yeah. Taking down whole fucking, you know, half block long <laughs> block letters. Yeah, and that style of graffiti is very effective. Yeah. Because you do one thing uh, and it's going to get noticed more than more than a lot of like a bunch of other throws because it's just so impactful. And it's more like it's more like a like a not even piece in terms of like I did a piece, but it's more like a thing. You know what I mean? And, and you won't. In New York, in my opinion, one of the things that is uh, is like kind of whatever is like there'll be a wall with 4,000 fill-ins on it. When you drive by that shit or walk by it, you might straight up not even know, like you might know who, you might have seen two of the fills and then the rest, you don't even remember who was on the wall. Yeah. There's just too many. But with the, like in LA, when I drove, when I, when I went there, like you just, when you, when you see the huge stompers and. It's just like you're going to remember what it was because it was so big, so legible. It's like that MS King thing. That's what I was literally about to say. That. When you're like, <clears throat> these, like MS Kings and block letter stuff like that that you had talked about you saw earlier. Yeah. Like that was something that was always just, to me, was like, man, that's the fastest way to make your name the most visible. And mm -hmm. like, you know, like the block letter campaigns has always been a huge thing, you know, in my crew and on the West Coast. And that's something that I was always like, block letters are the shit. Like you're, you're, you're standing on the street doing block letters. You're doing your name as big and legible as possible, you know? And you can do it well. That's the whole other art, you know? Like, yeah. people that really know how to do blocks well and do extensions and really, like, own that spot is something I've always loved. When they do it with a crew and yeah. it's just everyone, yeah, that's four or five <laughs> names, and it's, like, an entire building yeah, from that, left to that right. That shit gets me amped always and forever, yeah. Just street block letter campaigns, like, are fucking... A blast always. Or I saw that like Saber and a bunch of, of, of those dudes did uh did like the sky writing with the airplane. Yeah. When they, when they write with like it looks like clouds and shit, but it's like says your name. It's just like next level types of types of graph, you know. Um, definitely very inspiring to witness. Uh, so where would you say that you're at in life now, and like what are your like upcoming plans or things you're working on? Uh, I'd like to continue to make cheeseburger art and have fun. You know, just keep seeing where the uh, the burger characters develop into and um, keep painting graffiti. Keep having a good time and travel. If you want to give a like a shout out to anyone, if not, you know, I got to say, uh, you know, thank you for coming on the show and sharing your story. It's been super honor. Um, anytime I have anyone who's like, you know, done the stuff that you've done and just been part of this history on the show. It's like we're just super. I feel like it's a gift for for you to, for you giving us a gift coming here so like i said thank you again 
I really appreciate it. I'm, I'm glad to be here and thank you for the opportunity. And um, yeah, shout outs to, to everyone that smiled and is my friend. Appreciate y'all. Thank you, bro. Yeah. Peace.